If you're listening to this program outside Australia, you might think The Voice is a reality TV show. But down under, it's different. The Voice is a proposal to give Indigenous people a constitutionally enshrined right to be heard by government. It'll be voted on in a referendum later this year, but it's fired up a heated debate. Is it needed? Will it undermine democracy? And will it really improve life for Aboriginal Australians? I'm Jason Kerr, and this is The Discussion. With me today is Reverend Bill Cruz, the regular host of this podcast, and he's also a campaigner for Aboriginal rights. Bill Cruz, Aboriginal Australians really matter to you. Why? There are many people in this world, many people, who, because of their colour, because of their creed, because of just who they are, seem to be oppressed by people, seem to be pushed into a corner, told to shut up. And most of all, I found it's happened to Aboriginal people over the 200 plus years of colonisation here. Is it fair to say that some of the most impactful people in your life have been Indigenous people? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There was Cliff. When my first marriage broke up, Cliff came looming out of the darkness and said, oh, mate, Oh, mate, here was I standing with kind of a hole in my stomach. And he came and he said, mate, I've just come to sit with you. And I cannot thank him enough. And I learned the gentleness and the lovingness. Because that's such a compassionate thing to say, I'll sit with you no matter how long it takes. And that is what I found is innate in so many Indigenous people. I've sat with them and I've seen that over and over again. What have you learned from Aboriginal Australians? A sense of connection to all life, all life. A sense of connection to the earth itself. I remember I took a whole lot of really troubled young kids into the bush with some Aboriginal elders. And these kids, you know, they'd robbed stores and done all this sort of damage and everything. Been real problem kids. and. Um, they sat with the elders and the elders began to give a connection to the land all around them, to the rocks, to the trees, to the birds, to the animals. And I could see those kids begin to settle as they began to feel a connection with all it is. And as I was listening to all of this, it was impacting on me and I could feel that too. And this connection, this sense of connection to the land, to the to the very ground you're standing on is really important because it connects you to that, but then it connects you to all life. So you would really agree that Aboriginal Australians are custodians of the land? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. A, a friend of mine was saying, if you look at a map of Australia, there should be Aboriginal feet all over it because the Aboriginal people were the first ones They've walked all over this land. They know all the crevices, all the rocks, all the rivers, all the birds, all the animals. And they looked after this land like an environmental masterpiece for 60,000 years. They didn't just leave it alone and it kind of miraculously happened. They managed the land. They did the bushfires so that the, the, there'd be the clearing for the winter. They did all of those sorts of things to look after and nourish the land. So the connection to the land and their land, it's all over it. And 
not only that, the stories they told gave very meaning to the land itself. You're listening to me, Jason Kerr, and this is The Discussion. Today, with guest and regular host of the podcast, Reverend Bill Cruz. Bill, it must sadden you to see an element of division about recognising Aboriginal people in the Constitution. Well, yes. I don't understand why people wouldn't say, well, you're the first inhabitants of this land. And when we came, we didn't ask you. We just turned up. Would you say that the division has become, should I say, nasty in some quarters? The division has become more than nasty in some quarters because some people don't want to admit what happened historically. And we've never dealt with that. We've never dealt with the the shootings and the mass murders and the poisonings and the almost genocide that went on in moving these people on. There was a thought that we could breed them out. Now, that's a pretty big watermelon to swallow. So some people would rather ignore all of that. And of course, the more the stories get told, the more agitated people feel and want to turn it all around. So when I think of uh, comparable countries like New Zealand or the United States, as you allude to, Australia has had difficulty coming to terms with the treatment of Indigenous people. Why do you think that is? It's the historical reality that we just do not want to admit what happened. Because if we admit what happened, we can't lord it over the rest of the world like in um, Xinjiang or provinces like that. We can't lord it over and say, look, what you're doing to the Uyghur people is wrong because we did the same thing. Coming back to this argument of around the voice, opponents say, well, it's just symbolic. But do symbols matter? Oh, symbols matter incredibly. Look at symbols in our society matter. There's a a coronation coming up, a coronation with all the symbolism of all of that, you know. What those people are saying is other people's symbolism doesn't matter. It's our symbolism that's important. On the other hand, people say it'll have too much influence on government. Should Australia be fearful of government listening to First Nations people? I cannot understand that argument at all. Australia's main opposition parties have come out against the voice proposal. How does that make you feel? Unbelievably sad. Unbelievably sad. I think many people in the opposition to this see it as an opportunity to um, get political points. And it's not about politics. It's not. It's not about politics. It's about life itself. And politics is just one part of life. And so I say to those people who are on the other side, just give a tick to say their voice matters because it's not just about politics. It's about life itself and the meaning of life itself. You're listening to Jason Kerr and I'm speaking with Reverend Bill Cruz. Bill, if the voice proposal is successful at the referendum, do you think it can fix the long-running problems of equity in Aboriginal Australia? Is it even intended or designed to do such a thing? What I see is if it's successful, it gives people who have never had a voice, who have never felt they are worthy, (laughs) it gives them a feeling of worth. 
and then things can start to happen. When those who are struggling feel a sense of worth, that's the start because when you feel a sense of worth, you will want to come and attack your own problems and begin to work on solutions. And when you have that sense of worth, you can invite others in to share with you. So do you see a yes vote in this referendum as being something which would lift up not just Indigenous Australians, but the entire nation? A yes vote will lift up the entire nation because how we measure a society is how we look after the poorest and the most dispossessed and the most alienated. And over and over again, it's been shown that societies that are open and decent and tolerant of one another are the ones that are most successful. So the yes is really just the start. And it's not a legal start, it's an emotional start. You've said before that it's common decency to vote yes in this referendum in Australia later this year. What makes voting yes the decent thing to do, in your view? Yes is like opening the the shutters to let the sunlight in. It's decent to have a, a society that's open and tolerant and basically loves one another. Now, you're a reverend in the Uniting Church in Australia, and the churches in Australia have a really a long and checkered past with Aboriginal people. Do you think they're doing enough to support the voice proposition? I think churches generally are doing the best they can and the most they can. Of course, churches are filled with congregations and congregations are ordinary Australians. So you've got, you've got everything in them, you know, so that whatever the minister does or the leadership of the church does, there are going to be groups that complain and argue so that the churches always move in fits and starts. And in lots of ways, the churches are doing the best they can. Do you think a yes vote in the referendum later this year could be a turning point in the history of Australia? I think a yes vote will be a turning point because if we get it enshrined in the constitution, then it means, yes, we will work together. And it means it can't be undone by future politics. And that seems to me the most important thing. Reverend Bill Cruz, thank you. 